I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Get a free copy of Chantel Ray's Five Alive contract, the form that she has her agent sign to get a guaranteed $75,000 salary if they don't make it in commissions. A very controversial plan that's happening in her market today. You can get a free copy. Just text CONTRACT to 444-999 or go to hybendigital.com backslash contract. That's hybendigital.com backslash contract or just text contract to 444-999. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a guest that I had to stalk for a little while here to get to come back on the show. He was on the show Way back in the early days, he was episode 37. Now we're going on 537. So it's been almost 500 episodes since Adam Hergenroth has been back. He's out of Burlington, Vermont, and he's absolutely crushing it in all things real estate sales. He's got some really, really cool things he's willing to come on today and share some excellent meat and potatoes. So I'm excited to have him back. Adam, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars again. Well, thanks so much for allowing me to come back and uh, hopefully be able to serve your audience. And I just wanted to thank you for all that you're doing to help inspire the the real estate community and, and hopefully get people to start living and making opportunities out of uh, everything they can. And hopefully you provide a lot of inspiration to them. So thanks for what you do. You're welcome. Hey, so, okay, so why don't you give our audience a little rundown on you, Adam, so they can get to know you better. Yeah, you know, I, I'll be happy to do that, and uh, you know, I will preface this that what I'm what I'm about to say sounds really sexy, right? I own a, a large construction company, a development firm, a syndication company. We're involved with healthcare REITs that I own in facility in, in healthcare campuses. I own brokerages. We have expansion operations in 13 states. Uh, we're putting about uh, 150 to 200 homes under contract every month right now. We're our brokerage, the number one brokerage in the entire state of Vermont. Um, we're continuing to grow that. We have a training organization which allows the people in our world opportunities to train and also allows us to share with other leaders and inspire and serve people around us with uh, the platforms and what we're doing. But i got to say, when you hear that, I don't want you to think that I'm anything special. I'm, uh, I've just had some time on it and, and gotten some really great people around me. It's really messy behind the scenes still. Uh, business building is very difficult. It's never clean. There's always mistakes and some days are great and some days are not so great and uh and it's all part of the personal growth and and i believe that we're all just having these experiences out here and all the positive and negative ones that we have are to shape us and so we really look forward to what the journey shows us every day and where we can go and my job is just to make sure that i continue to create a bigger world for all the people in it to have opportunities and that's what i wake up and do that's awesome man so uh, you know, and first of all, I don't know when you sleep. I don't think you do. <laughs> but of all of all those things you, you rallied off, and people are going to have to listen to this on half X to uh, catch all those businesses that you're in. Which, which one of those is your jackpot? Which one makes you the most money? Well, I look at BlackRock and expansion because they are they are the most expandable. Well, so, I mean, think about brokerages. Like, we own the entire state of Vermont for franchises for Keller Williams. Um, well, I do. And, and part of that is 
it's a state, right? So there's a limited growth on there. When you start looking at expansion, which is why Gary did such a great job of forecasting this, it's really something where you, you can wake up and go, well, the, war, the world's really my oyster now, right? I now have this playground that's been designed for me, and I can go out there and play. And the infrastructure is completely set up for that. So when you look at expansion, you look that possibilities are endless. And the reality is, is somebody's going to be Gary. I mean, the, 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 the agent model in terms of expansion per team is more profitable than what Gary Keller makes per agent. It's just he's got a little bit more time than us. And so as you look at that, that's a really cool opportunity to, to grow there. And the BlackRock side is where I dump my, my money, right? It's where I take, I live off, I pay myself a $75,000 salary, um, another $75,000 salary, and maybe another fifty grand a year. And, uh, and so I, I don't live uh, on a lot of money. And that always hasn't been my case. There was a time in my life when I was a little bit more hubris and, and, uh, and I thought material items were the way to go. And then I realized that it's just a deeper void the more you get caught in that trap. And so I started living more frugally and putting all the money back into my organizations. All and, back and into your businesses. Really, like all, of, all like, back into like your, your tax returns. Obviously, you know, when people say, hey, I'm investing in my businesses, the, in, that investing is really expense. You know, as far as the IRS yeah. is concerned, it's an expense. So what you're saying is of all of this stuff, your profit on it all is a buck tw- uh, 175. Well, I mean, I made over over well north of a million dollars in my tax returns last year, but I I, I essentially um, I try to take as much as that I can. It would have been significantly higher than that because we had some we had some liquidation events um, that occurred, but it would have been if I hadn't have taken all that money and put it back into it, and, okay. and that's right. really the so the you're paying taxes on it, doing. yeah. Because unfortunately, well, remember you, you, you know it. this, yeah, you do. Well, the thing is, is it would have been I would have loved to have paid less in my taxes to be honest with you, but in the in the construction and development game, a lot of those purchases you make are non-taxable. I mean, you can't deduct those as expenses, as you know that. So if I go out and I buy a building and I use, you know, a million dollars in cash to buy a building, I didn't get that expense. Now I get the depreciation shields from that, but I'm not getting the expense right off as it is if I'm investing into a person that's a direct expense that lowers my taxable income. Yep. Yep. All right. Good stuff. Well, let's talk about real estate because, of, you know, the majority of our listeners are real estate agents, uh, not necessarily developers or builders or that sort of thing. Fascinating that you're reaching out to all those aspects and it's great that you can make money on multiple sources. I love that sort of thing. Tell us about, first of all, the Hergenrother team in Vermont, uh, not your expansion offices, but just your mothership. How many houses did it sell last year? We sold 154 houses in Vermont last year. For that, which made up about 12% of the market. Remember, we have more more cows than we do people in Vermont, which is the reason why we expanded in the first place. And I think we do about 4,400 transactions in the entire state. Um, and so, in our community, we did about a um, 154, which there's about 2,000 transactions that happens in our in our area. Okay, awesome. And and what was your ECI, your ego commission income? on just your team there. God, broken up. I think we are a little one three, maybe one two, something around there. All right, and then what what's your um, net profit on that? So we netted three fifty four, I believe, or three fifty seven from the Vermont team. Okay. So twenty five twenty two, twenty five percent, something like that. Which, yeah, and and which you're is seeing fine. that majority. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's all well, falling the thing. between fifteen and People, thirty. So well, people need to remember there's a difference. Most people are running profit margins based on when they're in production. So you remember, I haven't done a deal for, you know, six or seven years. Yeah, no, I'm, so I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah I'm with exactly, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then most, of, most mega teams where you're not in production, where it's a true CEO model, you know, where you're just kind of moving the puppets a little bit from the side and you're dealing with other things yeah. are going to, are going to fall you somewhere between 15 and 30%. And uh, that's exactly right. Yep. So, okay. So that's cool. So then you said, you know what, this is not enough. You know what I mean? I want, I, I like this. This is fun, but there's only so many uh, pieces of land or, or houses I can sell in Vermont. I'm going to open up more offices. You created the expansion model, how many years ago did you start expanding into other markets? 
2011, we launched into Maine. It was the first market that we launched into, and it's for that exact reason. We were just geographically hindered, and uh, I needed to to do something. And why'd you and pick, so why'd you pick Maine? Well, first who, then what, right? And so I had a first of oh. all, it was first who, meaning the right OP because or the right owner of the market center because in 2011 expansion wasn't around we weren't even calling it expansion right we were just calling it i don't remember i mean maybe we called it expand we called it just duplication call a whole bunch of different things and it was literally gary and i just on the phone and just chatting about it he's like you need to go do this you need to go do this this is perfect for you and so that's why i went there and i talked to Dottie, and she fully supported me and she's been an amazing supporter ever since and then uh we launched our first location in maine and uh uh, and grew grew an individual there who was doing about six million to uh, um, to sixty million in five years, and uh, doing almost three hundred transactions and being number one in the state. Okay, so here's a great question. Someone driving down the road I know is thinking this. I can feel it, right? Okay, so how'd you take Dottie from six million to sixty in fifty years? Um, five well, years. Dottie is yeah. Dottie's the OP. Jeff was the individual who started there. And really, what you did is you you just Jeff did a really good job of staying focused and listening to what what I told him to do um, without having to try to recreate the wheel, which is two things. The key to to any building any business is getting the right leaders in each division. So it's getting an actual people just don't see it this way. Most people are out getting sales agents when the reality is we should be hiring leadership people who are willing to be in a sales position long enough until you have a leadership available. But most of us go out and hire salespeople, and then we wonder why we have nobody to replace us because all you've done is hire salespeople. Nothing wrong. Those are your rock stars, but they're rocks, right? They stay where they are. They're really good. They serve an important aspect, but leadership is different, and they're rare. And if you're not out there grooming leadership and finding them and putting them into your life so you can see the evidence-based uh, of what they're doing and then giving the leadership role, you're behind the ball. So what we did with Jeff is we, we duplicated our systems that we had here over there and uh, we focused on lead buyer agent, lead listing agent, somebody really that who who is a leader though, and I look at these now even more clearly, is when you hire a lead listing agent, they shouldn't just be a lead listing agent. This person should be growing a market center. Literally, that's how I describe it to people is this person is growing a division in your world, right? right? I mean, your lead listing agent, your lead buyer agent may have 40 people under their division. I don't know why people think they need to be so limited. A market center would never limit that. So the same thing is you need, when you're growing <laughs> these people, you need to go hire a team leader for each one of those positions, and that's when you start running an organization instead of just putting a lead buyer agent in there and saying, hey, you know, let's recruit somebody once a year. It's, you bring on two or three people a month, right? I mean, that's yeah. your goal, and that's how you're going to grow. So what you're saying, essentially, if you're going to do, if someone out there listening wants to do expansion and they want to expand their enterprise into another area they need to think and again if you have to pick one right you can't choose both leadership over salesmanship yeah anytime an or anytime you have a, a a company or a location that is leaderless you're at risk boom you know i had steve murray on the show recently and and that's essentially what he said. He, I asked him because, you know, he can see it from – he watches you, Adam, and he watches Five Doors, and he watches, yep. you know, all these. Kristen Cole, he's watching all this yep. stuff, right? And, and I asked him, is it working? Is expansion working, right? Is the jury out of the jury room? And he said, yes, it is. And he said, but I can't – I'm not going to tell you if the you know defendant's guilty or not guilty, right? I'm not going to tell you if expansion works or it doesn't work. What I am going to tell you is expansion works if you have the right leader in place for every single expansion office. He said you can't be Herg cannot be the end all be all leader remotely, right? It's it's just not going to happen. Herg needs to be the leader of 13 other leaders and if you're the leader exactly. of only 12 and and one of them's a sh- uh, poor leader that one's going to fail yeah it would be like imagine john davis being the op of every market center mm, okay right think yeah. about it from that angle it's it, what do they do when you open up a market center in killer williams i believe one of the reasons why killer williams franchises are so profitable is because they force somebody like a team leader to be in the role that's not in production 
if you look at most franchises or most brokerages, you have the owner who's still in production, and if they're in production, their team may be doing really well, but they're suffering the brokerage. Or if their team isn't really there, they're doing well on the brokerage side because they forced, but when they try to do both, they both suffer or they both have mediocre results. And so that's the whole point of this is that you, you must have a leader and again, it's the same thing. You can have the same model in market center, but if you don't write OP who hires the wrong team leader, who hires the wrong MCA, you're going to have a failing market center. There's no difference. It's all coming down to two things in business building, people and money. And the people are going to give you the freedom to have money or they're going to take it away from you if you hire the wrong people. And so that's why it's so important to make sure you're grooming all the people that you can. And anytime you get leadership around you, you find a way to get them into your organization. So what is Adam Hergenrother's process? process that you've done to find 13 incredible leaders? Yeah, I mean, well, for one, I found a really good one, Carrie Heibel, who's our director of growth. She was the number one team leader of all Northwest, and uh, and she was looking for an opportunity. So last year, uh, around actually a little little over a year ago, at this point, um, we uh, we partnered up and and made her director of growth to go out there and find all the other people that we're now in business with. But there's a couple things that you do from that. Uh, and when, when I wake up, my job is to create a, a larger brand, right? I, I always you know, tell people, I said, how do you become the Google or Apple of real estate? Because why do people want to go work at Apple? I mean, why do people want to go work at Google? They hardly know anybody there, but they love to go work there, right? They're getting so many resumes that they have a code you have to break just to submit it, right? Wouldn't that be awesome to have if people are your greatest strength or your greatest weakness, then you want the most amount of people coming in so you never feel hostage to people that are in your world because you don't have anybody to replace them. Mm. So the goal is that how do you create a world where everybody wants to be in it? In training, that's why Gary Keller wrote Millionaire Real Estate Agent back then. That was the one thing he could do to help build Keller Williams, right? Build a brand that way. So we've just taken the aspect of how do we build an Adam Hergenrother company's brand so we're attracting. I mean, this month alone, Pat, we've had, I had somebody fly in from Marco, Florida, who moved up from Marco, took a team leader position with me. I have another individual flying and moving from Alaska, right, to come into our world all, all in this month uh, and, and from that. So we're moving people from across the country to, to our headquarters. We built a brand-new state-of-the-art building that houses all of our organizations in it, and we have this really cool training room, and it speaks the culture of everything. So it starts with all of what we're doing in the branding so that we're attracting the right people who think like us and want to be in our world and are raving fans of our culture, not of Adam Hergenrother, but raving fans of what we stand for. And you get those people in your life you get behind them and push them and you allow them to go grow your company all right so what do you stand for well transforming lives through home ownership right that's our mission statement we wake up to it's transforming lives through home ownership oh, yeah i mean that's kind lives. of a cliche but what do you like what what yeah. what do you stand for we their brand big, we, so we, that you get 13 yeah. people to say i want to be like adam and i want to create a, a you know expansion office what, what is we your brand what right? is it yeah yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we transform people's lives. And it's not, and I'm big on not just about business. And some people like us, some people don't. That's all right, right? I'm big about how are you doing physically, spiritually, financially, professionally? How's your, your energy and your emotional fitness in your job? We work on people's thinking first because if I can change your thinking, it's going to last forever instead of just giving you a Band-Aid of showing you how to do something. So our coaching, our training, and our accountability all first starts with your thinking, which leads to your actions, which leads to the results. Most people just want to go right to the results, like trying to you know, pick water and, and grow a tree by putting water on the, on the leaf. You have to put it on the root. And so what we do is we focus on people and changing the way people think in our world, which then gives them the freedom to go out there and be in their 20% of the world they want to be in. Wow. That's deep. Okay. So the reason obviously that you're building expansion teams is the same reason that everybody does that in my mind, think of it's not so much about the cash flow. It's the ability to build something that hopefully you could sell one day, right? Of the 13 that you have, how many of them give you a profit? Oh, all of them are profitable. Last year we had, we, we did a big post on this at the at the beginning of this year we had two teams net a net nine hundred thousand dollars our expansion teams last year two of them netted nine hundred thousand dollars and uh, i think that well, i'm really proud of that's the main location the connecticut location i'm really proud of uh of both those teams and, and for what they're doing and they've both been with me for four and five years respectively that's amazing and, uh, and then what do you get yeah, half it of is. that or 
What's your yep. fee? On we, split 50, we split 50% with the profit. Yep. We split 50% with the, with the CEO. And, uh, and yeah, and every single one of our last year, I think our lowest location, actually we had two locations last year that lost money because they were started, um, at the end of the year, right? So if you want to count those, but if you have a full year of any location, we've never lost money, um, for any, any team that stayed for 12 months. Now there has been a few teams that have gone three months and we've shut them down and have lost money. Absolutely. But the ones that have made it for it, but you're talking 15, 20 grand, maybe at most, um, of losses. And that's just part of our fault, part their fault. Because, we're, look, we're still trying to explore this, too. I wish I could sit here and tell you that we've got things. We change our model constantly. It drives people crazy. We're trying to find the best avenue. We're trying to find the most value. How do we add more value to our agents and our CEOs? How do we build a bigger brand so people don't leave us? I mean, we live in this independent, free world where people can pick up and go anywhere they want. How do we build a culture where people never want to leave? How do we provide them the opportunities and the resources financially so that they never want to leave from that way, too? So we're constantly testing and modeling things to ensure that we, uh, we are providing the most amount of value that we can. And if we lose people from that, then I'm fine with that. We, just, we go out there every day and, and, and show, who we, show up who we are and make sure we add more value and, and constantly tweak things so that we're, we're getting it right when we get it wrong. Wow. Okay. So, you know, we've had several people on the show that have sold teams, uh, usually to somebody who works with them like their top agent or a partner mm-hmm. that they've been partners with and as you know you know west madden and alaska sold his team to the walden team which is a mm-hmm. mega agent uh, team and they were going to make this an expansion team right tell me what you know about this well one thing that we I, I don't know much about in terms of selling i mean i think you want to position any company always to be in a position to sell it it doesn't mean you need to but you if you ever needed to it's better to have it and plus if you think about it from an exit sale you set it up more strategically that way so i think the mindset going into setting up an organization so that you can sell it is the best avenue it doesn't mean you ever need to or ever want to especially if it's making good cash the other thing i'll tell you is that we set up we have a vesting program with all of our partners pat so if you joined hrg and you started a team once you hit approximately two and a half million dollars in gci at about a 30 percent net income you're netting about nine hundred thousand dollars right wait, 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 so wait, wait. you would net about two and a half two million and a half. dollars in commissions yep 30 percent what's 30 percent oh okay if and that's what uh, you're telling them yeah right, okay yep right so about 30 percent profit margins you come out with about nine hundred thousand dollars in income we split that so 450 to both people and uh once you hit that number if you want to take another opportunity in our world, if you want to sell the asset and have passive income, we have it written into the contract that we will buy it uh, at at the uh, three times earnings, right? So if you're making 450, what is that? 1.3 approximately million dollars paid out over 10 years with 10% down. And you'll buy it. Written, you'll right? buy what? Yep. The, comp- the team will buy the team from them. So that way, if we build it up, they build it up. They're not stuck without an asset that they built. Oh, wait a minute. So, so you're buying team. back the team. Yep. Right. So they, you're saying, okay, you own this. They own this team 100. percent Well, they, we own they, the team 100. percent But what what I'm trying to do is, I want them to make it seem like it's a full partnership. So I'm buying out them out of the partnership. And they, so they, again, and you say in, in this in this visual here that we have, do you say they own 50 percent or they own 100 percent, and you start buying that back? They don't own anything. I mean, Herganoff Realty Group owns it all. It's a vesting contract that gives them uh, rights to 50% of the profit. Now, if they left, then, you know, on uncertain terms, they don't get any of that, right? We, we own it. But once they hit around the $2.5 million in GCI, which is we actually put $2.5 million in GCI. So as long as they hit that, they qualify for what's called a vesting. And the whole point of this, Pat, is so that if you build something but it would that up, would be them buying it from you, not you buying it from them. No, we we buy it back from them. Okay. We give them an opportunity to buy back the organization from them. Now, there's a couple caveats to that, right? Because here's the thing. Why we would you buy it back because you already own it? Well, because it gives them – somebody says, look, I'm, why would I want to join HRG when I grew up this asset and then all of a sudden I leave and I haven't built anything up? Oh, I see. And so we – 
So what we want to do is we want to target really great leaders and say, yeah, okay, if you build it up and you get to a million, you don't, have, you don't qualify for vesting. But if you get to 2.5 million in GCI, which is what it says in the contract, then you qualify for a vesting, which means at any point you can exercise it. We buy it back three times their share of earnings, so it's their share of earnings, right, at over 10 years at 10% down, and we finance their owner finance the rest from the cash flow. Now, here's the thing. If it ever drops below $2 million in GCI, it goes away. So, or whatever the percentage is that if they, we do 2.5 and it drops below 2, $2, uh, $2 million GCI, then we no longer have to make payments to them. So, so they, this so is we have to make sure. So, yeah. so Wes Madden in Alaska, right? He, he, and Steve Murray confirmed this on the, on the show. You'll hear it. He, he sold for 2.5, right? So, 2.5 EBITDA, right? So you're saying you're going to give them three, 3.0 EBITDA, which is fair, right? Of their half. It's yep. half EBITDA, yep. 3, 3.0. Now, that's right. what if you decide, and I'm not saying you, let's, let's make this question not you, right? Let's say you died, right? Yep. And your wife decided to sell her life. You know, all the, the mm-hmm. third green offices yep. and, and somebody out there agrees to the same deal that these people in Alaska did, 2.5 EBITDA. Would the people that are the 13 people out there working for you, would they get that money? No, they wouldn't at all because, remember, they have to, they have to first get to at least $2.5 million at GCI. Right. So, right. so the, the vesting program doesn't kick in until they get to 2.5 million in GCI. So anybody that was, that was, if we decided to sell and they would just have to, whoever bought HRG would have to take over uh, that knowing that if a CEO at some point got to 2.5 million in GCI and they wanted to cash out, then they have an exit plan. But the thing is, is then we own 100% of it. And then we can put somebody, it actually works well for us. Think about it from this angle. The CEO is getting 50%. If we have a team up and running that's doing 2.5 million in GCI, how many teams are actually doing that, right? Think about that. Right, not many. 2.5 million in GCI, right? Not many. Netting $900,000. Yep. Then I can easily pay them about $120,000 a year, which costs me a lot less than the four fifty I'm paying them. Put somebody in there for $150,000 a year to manage it. Now I'm coming out on top. Yeah. So I've built up an asset with them. They have an exit strategy in case they want. Here's how we we envision how I envision it's an added that, bonus for them, I guess. It's, it's just an, it's an added you're bonus buying for them. It, so they don't have to think yep. about how can I sell this business. They, exactly. It's actually going to be sold to Adam. Exactly. That's exactly right. I got it. And we find and we finance it through their the own cash flow of the organization. What and do we you, actually end up making a couple hundred thousand dollars more? Attention real estate agents who want to win more listings. Want to discover the secrets of how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life without the pain of getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents? If so, then join me on a very special free webinar event titled How to Beat Experienced and Egotistical Listing Agents Without Commission Cutting and Overpricing. On this training, you'll discover the answers every real estate agent needs to know to instantly win more listings, including the six most widely used scripts to get a seller to sign the listing paperwork, the three success hacks to combat an agent with a huge track record of success, and the four easiest statements that instantly get sellers to pay higher commissions. These three things and so, so much more. So if you're serious about wanting to win more listings without getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents, register now for this special event that will show you exactly how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life. Register now at hybendigital.com backslash listing or by texting the word listing to 444-999. That's listing to 444-999. And make sure to stick around for the huge game-changing offer that you won't receive anywhere else. That's listing to 444-999 or online at hybendigital.com backslash listing. See you there.
so what are you doing that, you know, and I'm going to call them competitors, but, you know, no one likes that word. But the truth of the matter is, you know, many of them have come on this show. Everybody's doing something differently with expansion. And I'm just curious, what is Adam Hergenrother doing differently than your competitors? I think it comes down to the culture, the training, the education, and the accountability, right? Anybody can go out there and then obviously leads. And so we teach people how to, our kind of, if you will, our slogan is that we're HRGs where CEOs are made. So we teach people, like with the vesting programs, different stuff, how to actually build an organization. I don't want a CEO if they want to stay in production. That's not our goal. We want people who want to actually build an organization, and then from there, how do they continue to grow on for larger opportunities, either managing a region or an area territory if it's thick enough. And so what we do is we focus on changing the way people think about real estate and getting them to actually build an organization that's a business and not a self-employed job giving them the opportunity for resale, giving them the 2.5 million GCI, and many, many opportunities if they earn the right. Yeah, so you're really thinking about this like a, like a, like you're building something just like Gary Keller built Keller Williams, Dave yeah, Langer yeah. built Remax. You're thinking of it as like I am building uh, something big. So how many of these do you want? Well, how many, how many of these can my – our goal right now is bringing in between 50 and $75 million worth of production every month. And we haven't hit that. Last month, we brought in $35 million in new production. And as we continue, it'll be kind of this hockey stick, slap stick curve, if you will, where, you know, all of our RDs then start recruiting. And then as RDs start recruiting, each CEO recruits, and then Kerry recruits additional RDs. You can see how that will automatically hit this geometric curve in the next, literally in the next 18 months, our organization will go from doing, you know, 1,500 transactions a year to 5,000. And it's just because, I mean, there's, a, there's, there's enough transactions out there uh, for us to do that and enough people to partner with and enough opportunity for everyone else that we're going to be there. And then it's going to 5,000, then it's going to be 10,000, and then it's going to be 30,000 transactions. And we're, I'm literally building Kelly Williams inside Kelly Williams. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's cool. And are you limited then to the 700-some Keller Williams market centers? Well, I think you're limited to the market centers who, who appreciate expansion. And there's still market centers out there in leadership who are against expansion because it threatens their economic model, which the reality is is the whole real estate industry is about to change over the next five years. So people need to get on board with that. Uh, otherwise, they're going to be they're going to be sitting uh, behind the scenes and, and wondering what happened. And then, so you have this, but you also then have worldwide, right? So then, how do we take? And here's the other thing: is like we put an ad today. Literally, they were doing this call for somebody to come be the you know regional. Uh, director for commercial expansion. So we're looking for somebody now to come in, uh, move up here, and how do you start expanding commercial? Then how do you get who's going to be in charge of worldwide expansion, right? So we're doing the exact same thing that Kelly Williams did. Uh, we're just calling it expansion. And uh, it's literally we can just do it faster, right? Because Gary's already set the model up there. And the more we get away from trying to do what Keller Williams did, the more problems we have. The more I come back to going, oh, they've already figured this stuff out. I mean, Keller Williams did okay last year, right? So they, they figured this stuff out over 20 years. I mean, I know it's been more than 20 years, but they took them, they figured it out in 20 years, and now they've been enjoying that. We're trying to shorten that curve down to, to less than 10. We've been at this for six-plus years, and I really believe the next 18, 24 months – well, it'll, it'll, it's, it's no, it's not hurting all the real thing. It's an organization. It's larger than most brokerages, right? Mm. I mean, that's, that's the size we will get to really quickly. That's, I love, I love the optimism and I love the, you know, the forward thinking and the big thoughts there. So let's say someone's on a smaller level than you. Let's say someone's driving down the road in Tupelo, Mississippi, and they're, you know, doing a couple hundred transactions a year and they want to say, hmm, let me check out this expansion thing and, and make, you know, Philip Seymour Jones expansion yeah. team number one. What advice do you have for them? You know, what people need to do is that, Remember, there, I, you know, this is Gary's words, and he said this very local. He, he believes that it's probably about five people in Keller Williams are going to build what, we're, what I'm talking about, right? He just believes there's five people who are willing to go the distance. Because as you know, Pat, it sounds, I started this conversation off by saying, this sounds really sexy, but it's hard, right? It's really, really hard. It's a stair step, and there's, every time you get to a new level, there's, 
problems with people. There's problems with systems. People are overworked. People quit. People leave. You have and you get another growth spurt in the same problems. I mean, it is it is really hard to do this, and it takes an incredible amount of emotional fitness. And Gary believes that there's about five people out of 160,000 agents that are actually going to do this, five or so. Um, and he say he said that. Now he believes that there's a whole bunch of individuals who are going to do what he calls expansion, really what he means by expansion, which means that you take your Mississippi team doing 200 transactions, and they go 20 minutes north to the next market center, and they drop some agents in there, right? And they get some lead systems going on there, where the agents can come to the market center for weekly training or monthly training, where the hub is, and then they start, and then they may get 30 transactions from that market center, and then they go south, 30 or 45 minutes and they go to the next market center and they drop a couple more agents over there and in the first year they get an extra 30 or 40 transactions over there so then they wake up and they've got two more expansion teams doing 30 to 40 transactions which maybe nets them an extra couple hundred thousand dollars a year maybe more right um, depending on the on the size of the price points of the, the areas that's how really people are going to expand doing two of those locations most people are going to be able to do that with their current administration that they have. When you start getting beyond two, it's taking all the money that you make and now putting it back into the John Davises of the world. That's who you need to find in order to the Mark Willis's of the world. You need to go find those people and put them in your organization, and they're expensive. Um, and so you've really got to, you've got to make the decision that do you want to stay in two? Because after you get past two, it, it takes a different caliber of people to run your organization, and you better be in it for the long haul because it's going to be it's not it's not going to be profitable again until you get to five or six, because the next couple that you launch are going to take all that money you're making and you're going to be putting it back into people and you're going to be putting it back into all the mistakes that you made and trying to survive those. Yeah, I mean, Five Doors came on and said they lost a million bucks before the, you know in their first couple of years before yeah. they started having a a profit uh, on their tax returns you know what i mean and, yeah. and, you know there's yeah. a lot of people there's no one's going to no one wants to lose you know 10 grand uh, let me ask you about this so jeff Cohn from omaha nebraska berkshire hathaway came on and uh, was talking about he's come out with a flat fee expansion where it's just a a monthly fee you pay uh per agent and and per expansion person and they tap into all of his stuff what's your opinion of that you know i think you're going to see a whole bunch of different models that are tested out there and it'll be really interesting to see in the test of time what works and what doesn't you know i i think that model can be successful I think if you look at Berkshire Hathaway as a whole versus Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway, I mean, if you look at Rheology, I mean, that company made almost a billion dollars in cash flow, right? I mean, they, they, they made a lot more money than Keller Williams did, right? Uh, if you look at it from a company standpoint. So, I mean, if you, if you look at the profitability margins of that, it works. You just need a tremendous amount of people. And if you look, so you just need to decide what model you want to run, right? And I think there's going to be opportunities for expansion, to run it whatever way you want. Do you want to take the Remax philosophy where it's more of, hey, here's your franchise fees, here's some royalty you want to take, or do you want to go towards more of the really heavy traditional model, which, you know, ages run 50% split, or is there a middle point? And I believe we're in that middle point, right, where we have uh, agents where we're splitting fees, but we're also providing a lot more services to them so that, look, people, what I've found, Pat, and you have too, not, a lot of people don't want to make well, they want to make a lot of money, but they're not willing to do what it takes to make a lot of money. And so I find that people love their lives. There's a lot of people who love making 70 grand a year working 40 hours a week. And so, and that, look, I'm not here to tell anybody how much money they need to make or how much they don't. And if somebody is really happy living a life in great culture and making fifty to $100,000 as an agent and who does all they have to do is worry about selling, that's cool. That's awesome. Now, if somebody says, look, how can I make, I want to make a million dollars a year because I, I want to, you know, that's just my goal of mine. Great. We'll show you how to do that too. So I think you just got to figure out who you get in business with. And based on your model, you're going to attract a certain type of individual. And from there, you're going to have an economic model that's built out and, you know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I guess time will tell. Yeah. I tend to think that where where I'm a you know we've had several people on the show recently of who are, have built the the salary teams right where pretty mm -hmm. much everybody on the team is on a a decent salary with a bonus rather than uh, commissions right and and their profit margins are massive providing their sales prices is, is is decent right and I kind of hear you're saying the same thing about expansion if you if you want to make you know nine hundred thousand dollars profit per expansion yeah. team, 
uh, the yeah. flat fee ain't gonna work. Exactly. As the the you know the Jeff or the Adam or whoever it is, and they, yep. you know, and time will tell. Wow. Okay. But I mean, time will tell. But you can also just run that quick math, right? I mean, you just you. Can't, I mean, you can't. You're not going to make that type of money, and I mean, you're going to have to get. 20,000 agents, right? I mean, just do that. I mean, right, you're going to have to get a lot of people because you're going to have a lot of overhead to service that too, right? I mean, it's not like they're just going to pay $500 and jump in the thing, right? They're going to want other stuff. And, and plus, I think it really makes it really easy for people to jump in and out, right? And, and my goal is I want to be partnering with people who never want to leave me. And, that's, uh, and part of how you do that is by creating partnerships with them. Uh, how else do you do it? Like, cause that's, that's huge, right? I mean, cause it's, yeah, it's easy for right? somebody to say, Hey, I'm doing all the work. You know, this is my town. Adam's never even been here. Yeah. You know, how, how do you create that loyalty? Well, I think it starts with culture. I really believe Keller Williams X Factor is their culture. And so I believe that if you are bringing on agents, so I look at it this way. When you have a leader in there, the leader brings on agents to the team, right? But they're coming onto the team because of the brand of Adam Hergenroth or HRG. They're coming for that service. So how do you coach them? How do you train them? How do you provide them so that if you have to replace your leader, they're loyal to HRG and not the team leader? It's the same thing in a market center. If you have a team leader that recruits 100 people, when the team leader leaves and goes starts their own company, Right, if they, you know, that happens all the time, right? And then, why do they stay with Keller Williams? Well, they are they're staying with Keller Williams because of the culture, the branding, and the models they have there. And so, that's what we. I'm not saying we do it as well as Keller Williams does now, but every day we wake up and say, how do we create that so people never want to leave us? Right? Well, give me, give me and some meat and potatoes. Give me some examples. Yeah, well, how do you do? Well, what we do you have, guys we do have to a, do that? So. We do, starting off every day, we have a daily power-up call for 10 minutes. I do it on Monday. It's my outreach to all of our agents that are there. And then each CEO or RD does one each day for 10 minutes. We have an agent call once a week. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Slow slow this down. Slow this down. So you get on Mondays. You get on like a Zoom call or something with all 13 teams. Well, there's, there's all the agents that are available for HRD. This isn't just CEOs. These are all the agents that are available. Remember, your job is to go after the agents, but it's also go after to you're servicing the agents and the CEOs, right? Because, again, you need to be in a relationship with the agents just as much as you need to be in a relationship with the CEOs. Okay, so you do a 10-minute call, and you're giving them you know, some inspiration every Monday for mm-hmm. 10 minutes uh, of, of a couple hundred agents uh on yep. on the expansion teams okay that's yep. first what's second that's that's and then tuesday wednesday thursday friday at 10 minute at every 10 for 8 30 it's the same thing happens then what one thing that we're doing that's really cool so we have a marketing department and our marketing department is holding all of the people accountable to their leads and the databases and make sure they're scrubbings uh, so that we're sending out a daily email with a big, beautiful scorecard that tells all of our teams where everyone ranks. So there's a scoreboard every single day of how many listings we took and how many pendings we took. So that goes out on the end of every day. We also send out, we have a monthly initiative, so like maybe SOI initiative or Boomtown initiative, and we load everything into all of our agent stylers. We give them all the collateral. It's in their inbox before the next morning based on that day of what they have to do. So they literally walk in and show up and just get on the phone or door knock or whatever it is. So we take care of all the collateral for all the stuff. We built out this killer internet, Pat, that has every single piece of collateral that anybody could ever need for individualizing brand for that location so they can go on there. So no matter what they ever need, it's always there. We have a training, online training calendar for all the stuff that goes on there. There's an agent call. There's a CEO call once a week, agent call once a week. There is lead buyer agent opportunities to help train other lead buyer agents and same thing with lead listing agents. And then there's the coaching opportunities with AHTO. If people want to go out there and do online classes or live events, they can train there as well too. And then a whole host of other things that we do. We also we do fun, in-depth financial reviews twice a month with our CEOs to make sure they understand where the profit lies, what the next month looks like. So we have a social media manager. We have a database manager. So we're handling all of that. Again, my point is that the agent can show up and do what they're actually good at and what they do. Everything else they just don't do if we ask them to do it. So we built an organization where they get their time and their freedom and they just work on the sales and we'll take care of everything else. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and, and so basically you're, you're making them feel – I'm getting the sense like it's a bargain, right? That, that, that Mm -hmm. what their, their commission splits are a hell of a deal because if they went to a regular broker and jumped on a Mm -hmm. 50, 50 split, 
right? Traditionally, yep. they're not they're going to get a whole lot of nothing. And with yeah, her exactly. life, you're getting massive accountability, massive training, massive motivation, massive culture, right? All, all of that. You're setting them up so they really can't fail. If they're logging in every day at 820 and they're paying attention to what you're telling them and your systems that you have set up for them, the only way that they really are going to be failing, it seems, is if they you know, go home and take a nap for the rest of the day. No, that's, ex- that's exactly right. I mean, if people just fall, we have we implemented this thing. It's actually even caught virally. I've had I've seen in social chat rooms where people have been, "Hey, what's this fifteen three? So we implemented this thing called the fifteen three. It's fifteen minutes of role playing every day, and followed by three hours of Legion. That's just a standard across our teams called fifteen three. We mm. wake up every day in fifteen three, and just like Kelly Williams two ten forty, I just said, "All right, well, ours is fifteen three. And so again, we have. You know, you should you should jump in. One, you know, even after this call, I'll show you one time about all the things that we do and the systems we have. It's actually really cool. I mean, we've, we this is really the first time too where in our organization for the number of employees that we have, where we have leadership hiring people, and then those people are hiring people. So it's also the first time in my life as a business owner where we're hiring people that I've never met, and it's just kind of a cool, weird feeling, if you will, and because we're we're growing so fast and uh, and breaking systems and having to rebuild things and, and it can get messy but um, you know it's a really cool experience to see all this kind of happen and, and we're seeing where this the growth is going to happen where we're going to end up and and uh, we're, we're, we're just going to push it there if we have to by sheer will right <laughs> and, and you say you have, you, you have a video of this 15-3 yeah we just have a bunch of stuff I'll be more happy to share I mean look we're pretty much an open book we share a lot of things that we do we give a lot of it away for free because the reality is is people are going to take it but if they don't have here's the deal you can have all the platform the platform is what allows you to grow and, and geometrically explode but if you don't have the people to implement the platform it doesn't matter what you have right and so most of what I find is I give out everything for free people don't do anything with it because they don't have the people to actually go out there and own that part of the role and so we're just continuing to hire. We own somebody owns social media they, for all the teams. They own database managers. So collecting everyone's SOI, making sure that they're getting this newsletter. I mean, everything is taken care of for these individuals so that they have to come in and just focus on lead generation. Again, we're building the next generation uh, organization. It just happens to be in one. That's all. People need to realize that that these the people are going to hear this in five years, and there's going to be a few teams that are netting. $30 million a year. I mean, that's going to happen. You can see it. You can see the profit from the teams. You just run the numbers and say, all right, if I have 300 of these teams, it's $30 million net. Wow. Yeah. I mean, based on the numbers you're getting out of those two, sure. You know? Yeah. That's, well, not even those. Not even those. No, right? that's, I mean, that, what's that with? Yeah, yeah. What's that $30 million? That's ten percent. Well, that it's really be you know yeah thirty million even at uh, you know at nine hundred thousand. I mean you're you know twenty seven million dollars right right. Um, but I mean you know it's and they said three hundred you know maybe five hundred right or a thousand locations. Remember you can have multiple locations in the same market center. Right? It's not like you're limited to just one. And it's not like how's there, that? Is, I mean that, I guess you could. Right? Well, is there is there one team in each market center? No, right. Teams compete already. So you could have yeah. a Caldwell Banker I mean, office it, with two teams in it, and they're going to, you know, that's exactly. that's wrong. So it's the same thing. Two yeah. Hergenrother teams in one Keller Williams office. Yeah. I mean, it come from abundance. You know that. You like yeah. that word. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's you come from a – and look, it, it, look, can you do it in Vermont? Maybe not as easy as you can in a place called – in Arizona, right? Just you got to go to an area. As long as there's enough business, it shouldn't matter at all. Yeah. No, that's great. I love that. I love that expansion yeah. type thinking, you know, not, not to play yeah. on words, but that's, uh, yeah. Expanded my mind with that. Just with that one thought, this has been amazing. Yeah. Well, why don't you give me a bunch of stuff, whatever you want, like some forms you use of videos of sure. the 15, three, whatever. Yeah. And then I'm going to put these guys on hybendigital.com backslash Herg, H-E-R-G. I'm going to make this real easy. Hybendigital.com backslash H-E-R-G. Anything you want to leave the audience with, Adam? Well, I think people need to understand whatever business they get into and whatever size or scope they want to get into, that business is truly nothing but a conduit for our own personal growth. And I believe that we're nothing but a spiritual being having a minor physical experience and therefore 
all the experiences that we gain in life, whether they're physical, uh, positively or negatively, are designed to shape us. And that life really happens for us and not to us. And we're really, in this generation, we're just using business as a way of, to develop us morally into our own growth. And if people take that attitude, then they'll no longer fear expansion. They'll no longer fear giving up production so they can give the right people the opportunities for freedom and build a business. Fear paralyzes everybody. And if we can get out of that thinking and understand that, hey, all these experiences, there's a structure for it designed so that we can all grow into the individuals that we need to, because you're going to have some really tough times in business, right? But that's the coolest part. By the way, the toughest times are the greatest opportunities for you and your team to really feel awesome. I had a but honestly, I had a shitty part of the end of last week, and there were some heavy things that happened. But you know what? And I had one of those moments where I was like, oh, man, this is not good. And the cool thing is, is if you just keep taking a step forward, one step in there, like you know you're in the woods and there's fog, you're not even sure where to exit yet, but if you keep going, all of a sudden you realize it breaks, and then you passed it. And then how good of a feeling that is to know that your leadership team came together, rallied through there, and it strengthens everybody. Mm. So don't be paralyzed by these mistakes and don't be paralyzed of things that when they come and they show up, just use that all as a conduit for our growth. Wow. I love it, man. You're deep and you, you got it going on. And that's why you've, you've got such success that follows you because you just the think the right way. So look, buddy, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. I know you got all kinds of things going on. I'm going to put everything we've talked about in the show notes hybendigital.com backslash herg h-e-r-g if you want to reach out to adam i'll put all his information in there as well as as well as whatever he shares with me via email i'll post it up there and adam thanks uh once again buddy and and good luck in all your future endeavors and uh, let's get together and break some bread soon that'd be awesome thank you for all that you do and the inspiration you're providing everybody uh, we, we wouldn't be the same without you pat so thank you Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also... Don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.